You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Lovely bride chillers and groom chillers. Recently, I put up a post in the bride chiller community asking about health and well-being and what considerations you might be taking with uh, your health, your family's health, your partner's health, and how that is factoring into your planning decisions. And we were overwhelmed with responses for uh, so many different areas. And really, this is I don't know where this episode's going to go today, and I'm excited by it, but it's a topic that I think isn't spoken about very much at all in the wedding industry and in life in general. We seem to just hide in caves when it comes to talking about our personal health and disability. And today uh, I'm excited because I have a bride chiller, one of my lovely friends, and a fantastic lady on to talk about our health and uh, lots of other things. Carly Finlay, are you Carly Finlay Morrow now, Carly Finlay? No, I'm Carly Finlay, but my husband loves it when someone accidentally calls me Carly Finlay Morrow. I got a letter in the mail today addressed to Carly Finlay Morrow, and he's like, oh, look at that. Well, Carly Finlay Morrow is a writer, a speaker, an activist. She's a fellow Aussie, and uh, you are here today, Carly, to talk about uh, lots of different topics, but especially health and um, and disability when and when it's connected to weddings. And uh, yeah. I'm delighted to share this time with you, Carly. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm such a fangirl of yours, and I listen to the Bride Chiller podcast every episode until I got married. Pip Lincoln told me about it, and oh, I was on it. She's Pip Lincoln's a fantastic uh, fellow blogger, sassy broad, yeah. and uh, I'm so happy that she has uh, shared Bride Chiller with you and that you got involved, and you're a great member of our community. Um, Thank Carly, you. tell us a little bit about what you do in the daytime and uh, your your sort of connection to this topic as well because I think it's, it's sure. very interesting. Okay, so I am a writer and a speaker and a trainer. Uh, I am writing my first book actually and Ooh. I just got the edits back today which is exciting. Yay! Um, yeah, I write a lot about um, disability and appearance diversity. So I've lived with a disability for all of my life, although I didn't identify with having a disability until I was in my 20s because I, I like many people, thought that disability was a really bad thing. Mm. But when I realised that my skin condition, it's called ichthyosis, when I realised that um, the, the disabling factors weren't so much my body but the way society is. So, for example, the discrimination and the silly comments and questions I get. When I realised they were disabling and that my friends with different types of impairments and, and disabilities experience similar, I'm like, hey, yeah, I've got a disability too and that's all right. So I guess that's how I came to identify. And I, I found, like, you know, the more you write, the more you get to know yourself. And that happened to me. You know, I started a blog in 2009. Oh, I started a blog much earlier than that. But I started a blog uh, that was focused on me, I guess, and, and my health and disability in 2009. And that just took off. So the more I wrote, the more I got to know myself and other issues. So at the moment, I write and I speak. I'm not really doing much writing now. I'm kind of just doing the book which is writing but it's not really writing for the media normally I write for the media a lot and I speak and I train and uh yeah and I got married two years ago nearly that's not two years yeah. ago is it two years ago yeah. 
It's nearly like, two years ago. Feels like yesterday. I'm like a grandmother. It, it feels like it. yesterday. Well, it does. And, and Carly, what I love, I mean, we're we're Facebook friends, but I also follow yeah. your public mm-hmm. public uh, posts as well. And I think mm-hmm. one thing that always jars me, and I think, and also really makes me step back is what you were sort of saying about the language and the shit that you've got to mm. deal with on a daily basis. And I know with ichthyosis, you have uh, ups and downs with your physical health as well. It affects your, um, yeah. you've got a lot of pain and, um, mm. and, and that must suck incredibly. And I, I think the fact that you've yeah. got to go out and deal with people that just don't understand how to talk and describe and uh, is that, I don't know. What, how do you how do you react? Because I read your posts and I'm just like, I just want to punch someone in the throat that has these comments. But then <laughs> you're very calm and obviously a lot more less psychotic than I am. Um, <laughs> but it sucks. When like I get a lot of questions about why my face is red. Like I look like I'm sunburned. So of course in the summer, um, people ask me if I'm sunburned or tell me I'm sunburned or tell me I've been silly in the sun That's good or laugh. Point. Yes, good. Good to point out. Thanks, I, I never would have. <laughs> um, and I guess so. Lots of people when I write about this stuff, um, it's kind of this double whammy that I write about it to tell people, but then I get the devil's advocates. So I get the people like, oh, they just meant well, or oh, oh look, they don't understand. So of course they're going to ask about you, or of course someone's going to say something if they've never seen someone like you before. Um, So a lot of people were telling me that I should educate them on the condition itself, but instead I educate them on it. So yesterday some man asked me, uh, I was putting some ointment on my face, and this man says, oh, you've been sunburnt. And I said, well, no, I haven't. And is it really appropriate to comment on a stranger's appearance? And he goes, oh, no. I was just wondering if you were sunburnt. And I'm like, no, you were just commenting on my face. And then he shut up. (laughs) And it's it's so hard because I think, as you said, the reaction – some people can't help themselves and want to comment on every yeah. freaking thing. And then other uh-huh. people will stare or other people will, you know, I mean, I've read the, the gannet of things and, you know, your dealings <laughs> with taxi drivers just, again, make me angry. However, today's episode, <laughs> I could talk about this all day. It's not about taxi drivers. What surprised me and, and what I was so excited to be speaking with you about today was, mm-hmm. as I said, the reaction we got on these posts because – we had like a hundred comments. We did two posts, and we had mm. over a hundred comments, and that's pretty, you know, substantial for our little community. And there was yeah. a big range of comments about personal health, mental health, disability, and also um, dietary health as well, which is something I think sometimes gets fobbed off with lots of different. I'm gluten free, or I'm not going to eat a carb this week, and you just go, okay, that's great. But some people have medical conditions attached to diet, yeah. and that's it's not to be messed around with it's not just a fad so Mm, mm, i thought we'd mm. just go with it today and i'd share some of the comments and posts with you and also just talk about your experience and as well as an advocate about how we can what we can take away from this episode and also try and help shape other people's opinions and views and also what to say if people make comments or how to really react because i think a lot of people get stuck in that zone of going Ah, oh, fuck you. I don't know what to say. I'm just going to like let it wash over me or do you react or 
what to do and also with wedding vendors as well from your uh, personal experience yes there's the groan I wanted to, this is let's start with that I, then that's good that's I didn't good. have too many issues but I I was recommended to go down Sydney Road in Melbourne which uh-huh. is really famous I live in Melbourne and it's really like a famous you know wedding venue kind of place not venue rather wedding shop like bridal dresses and and things and I did feel that when I was in those shops and mm. I didn't even go for my wedding dress I went for a uh, cover up, which I ended up getting made, but um, I felt a bit invisible. Like they didn't really look at me. They, I find going to a hairdresser really hard as well because mm. hairdressers often think they're going to catch something from me. They perhaps don't feel that I sh- I'm deserving of the same treatment as someone without ichthyosis. Like if if someone's sitting in the chair next to me, they're getting spoken to, their head's getting touched, whereas I'm kind of ignored and uh, they're looking at me as though they're going to catch something um so I I found that really hard and I put out a call for a hairdresser I got a really great one which was good but you know even that I had to do that that I couldn't just turn up to a hairdresser and say hey I'd love you to do my hair on the on the day yeah um that was really when I got my dress it wasn't too bad but one of the things I didn't really have to go on display in front of everyone when you try in your dress (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realise that, we, you know, you're on that podium where you get changed and into a dress and, and then you're in front of everyone when you got the dress on. And while the people didn't make comments about my skin, these strangers were making comments about my, um, you know, the way my body looked in the dress, oh like, oh, God. no, that dress is too short for you or too long or you look a bit chubby in that. Just like, you don't know me. Stop. <laughs> well, this is a good point. Regardless of, of, of any sort of personal situation that you go – it does seem to be with weddings that yeah. is a very general statement. Everyone feels like a pregnant woman where people come up and go, hey, let me touch your belly or I've got some, you know, you go, hey, 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 yeah. personal space. And yeah. also, I don't really give a fuck what you think. Or I know. it gives like it, it allows people to have this openness mm. and frankness with their opinions. You're like, I have zero fucks about what you have to no. think, total stranger. <laughs> very weird yeah it's it's such a weird thing and and again that was another way that a stranger has inflicted their opinion about my appearance onto me mm. uh, so yeah I didn't overall I didn't have too much trouble with the um with the place but one thing I was really pleased with we got married at a brilliant venue called Red Scooter and I do believe they held a wedding at midnight when the same-sex marriage rules came oh. in that was really lovely so yeah it was lovely um, and, and our wedding was amazing amazing the, the wedding venue rather was amazing our wedding was amazing too but our wedding venue was amazing and the people were really great in that you know they were worried about the temperature for me being too cold we had our wedding in March well most people you know would have felt comfortable I was you know obviously cold because my body doesn't regulate its temperature so they made the lighting flattering and the yeah and we had a lot of guests with disability so they made um that accessible yeah, it was very good. I've been to that venue yep. actually. I remember um, uh, it's it's a great venue. It's very it's the warehousey feel, isn't it? It's quite cool. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. It's great. Yeah, um, that's fantastic. I mean, I think one thing that I was really hoping we could share today and talking about vendors and and it's great to hear that you had a pretty smooth sort of uh, smooth situation with with talking mm. with vendors. But I think it's um, really important for people to be transparent and open about their needs and their family's needs when it comes to working yeah. with vendors because there's a perception I suppose that as you said some people don't want to talk about it or they whatever if they if they yeah. have un, un, unnecessary shame attached to whatever their mm. if it's a disability or if it's a, a dietary thing or whatever but 
they pe- most people want to help if they understand. Do you, do you agree? I agree. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that I often say, you know, when it comes to the workplace or hotel or whatever, the more I disclose, the more I've been helped. So when I didn't talk about my disability, when I didn't identify as having one, you know, I couldn't well expect people just to understand what I needed because if they thought it was just a cosmetic condition mm. where I got it, where I did get a bit of sun, like, you know, I don't, why, why should I need all these things? But the, the moment that I told someone, you know, it really made it easier. So I definitely recommend that, um, you know, brides and grooms, they tell the venue what they need, what their family need. It, you know, just be really transparent about it. And that's good. And um, Bride Chiller Nicolette wrote, uh, she's in, based in the UK, and she said mm-hmm. that she has four wheelchair users attending their wedding, plus mm-hmm. others that use mobility aids. And she mm-hmm. said, including both of her parents, and yep. she said finding a venue with enough suitable accommodation nearby or preferably on site in the UK was a complete nightmare. They basically had to scour the entire northern England and they Gee. looked at over 200 <laughs> venues online and visited 30 plus venues in person. And oh she said gosh. they nearly gave up and eloped, but they finally found something. And And I actually think... I've been doing a little bit of research and looking at venues. Mm. A lot of venues don't even list mobility on their websites. Mm. And, mm. you know, with wheelchair, are there ramps? Are there um, areas, you know, some people were saying they want to get married outside, but grassed areas can be hard for people in wheelchairs or using um, walking walking sticks or, you know, whatever they're going through. It can be really hard with grass as well. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why would you not just list that shit on the website? It would Tricky. really help people. I think that would be a really good thing for vendors to do. And, you know, as, as we, you know, obviously we don't get more diverse. We, we are a very diverse society. But as diversity gets a bit more of a hot topic, mm. um, you know, venues should really do that. And I, I think, unfortunately, disability is often the forgotten part of diversity. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an afterthought and it's not not included on these on these venues um websites um something else that we said at our wedding was um about marriage equality because marriage equality wasn't in at that time Mm. and my mum and dad couldn't get married in south africa because my mum is black and my dad is white and yeah so they had to come to australia to get married so we made a point of saying that marriage equality should extend not only to um to sexuality and gender, but also race and disability because many people with disability can't get married either because, you know, there's such low expectations of of disabled people that sometimes parents might think, oh, my daughter's not mature enough to get married or they might think um, that, you know, the government sometimes prevents them because of, you know, social services and things. Mm. So, you know, we believe in marriage equality for all. So that was something else we we stated in our that's really, that's really great, mm. Carly. I know we did the same with marriage equality and now uh, we got married yonks ago now, five years ago now, but I, I think the same mm-hmm. thing, we, we added a paragraph in our um, service just to sort of say we don't necessarily agree. And I know that there was a real um, <laughs> trend, I oh, trend is the wrong thing, but people covered their ears, people would cover their ears when yep. that was, you know, I thought that was great. Um, and what I'm talking about, if people don't know, when before Australia legalised uh, same-sex marriage just this past December... Um, there was a, is it a, a, there's a phrase, there's a statement within the marriage service that had to say that marriage was between a man and a woman, blah, blah, blah. And you have to read it to be legally married. Um, and no longer will that statement be made, which is bloody great. 
Woo-hoo. But Woo. I think it's really important to remember that marriage equality perhaps doesn't always extend to people, especially people with disabilities. Yes. And the other day um, in the, I think it was in America, there was a story of a couple that were, you know, elderly, maybe, you know, not maybe not elderly, but my parents' age maybe, and they'd been married, but they couldn't live together because, of the, you know, because of social services and, mm. and benefits for them. After the break, Carly and I are going to continue our conversation about health and disability, especially when it's associated with weddings. And uh, we will talk about creating a plan, whether that's for yourself or a family member or friend, and making sure you're prepared. And I'm really happy that we're having this conversation. I think it's really important and relevant to everyone, whether this is something that's affecting you personally or a family or friend that we just need to start the conversation and make sure we are talking about it and making it something that everyone can connect with. And this is not just about weddings either. I think this is about workplace. This is about school. Like we've spoken about mental health in the past, I think it's a topic, an area that people feel uncomfortable with. And the more we speak about it, the more it will become the mainstream and normal to be open and to be sharing more information about these facets of our lives and I'm really grateful that everyone has contributed in the bride chiller community and just loving the honesty and transparency and openness because I think this is how we really will continue to to build this area up to be something that we all talk about in the open every day okay there'll be more of lovely Carly after this break a lot of uh, bride chillers commented about their personal health and mm-hmm. trying to uh, work through the, the, I suppose, not really knowing how they're going to feel on the day, which is something I wanted to really mm. bring up with you. Because I know, as we said, your skin can be great and then it can not be great and you can feel pain. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of bride chillers saying, uh, uh, Shiana said she has kidney disease and planning a wedding and determining different medications to help are a big pain in the butt. Uh, but mm. and she's also had significant hair loss, so she's got to work around that. Um, yeah, Sedone. Oh, I think it's Sedone. I'm going to get that wrong. She says she has fibromyalgia and joint hypermobility syndrome, as mm-hmm. well as anxiety and depression. So she says she has to plan for different levels of health on the day. I think this is really, really important to talk about because. Mm-hmm. I'm a migraine sufferer. I never know when they're going to yep. pop up. And I think I'm yep. always ready for it. And I know this is not on the same level, but I think when you know your own personal health and you know your body, uh, but yeah. also it's unpredictable, it can be really challenging for you. Yeah, definitely. And firstly, can I just say it was so good to hear from those women talking about their illnesses and how they have to plan. Because, again, you said you don't you don't hear about this often. No. You don't see this in the wedding magazines. You know, it's all about, well, don't forget to eat enough on the day or, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, pack some comfortable shoes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Hear about this managing health. So it's really great that you're covering this. Thank you. Um, yeah, I definitely, I mean, today, for example, I spent the day in bed because I had an infection on my face. And I can't remember the last time I had an infection on my face. Mm. And it's really sore. But yesterday, I did not have an infection on my face. And tomorrow, I probably won't. So, you know, it is it is unpredictable. Um, on my wedding day, you know, a wedding day is really long as well. Like, you know, you have to get up at whatever time and then have all your makeup done. Mm. Or not that I did, but, you know, your bridesmaids might have to and, and hair and and then you have to stay up until midnight and then 
<laughs> you just want to go home at the end. Yes. So there's really, really important things to, to take care of in the day. And for me, uh, I had a lot of a, a lot of planning. I um, I think I was a bit sore. I, I know I definitely had a cold. So I had a cold the day before the wedding. I was coming down with a cold. And I can't take cold and flu tablets because I'm allergic. And so I got a huge bowl of pho from the Vietnamese you know, it's chicken soup, Vietnamese um, chicken soup. Yeah. And so that helped. I got chili, I got brandy, I got lemon and honey, and I was drinking that like every hour. So uh, the day of the wedding, I woke up, I was fine, no cold. The day after the wedding, I had a cold, I had sore skin, everything. So the wedding day was really good. But after that, I was actually quite sick for some time because I think the excitement um, of the wedding and coming down and then, you know, just the busyness. And, and I, I remember I had – I had three weeks off after the wedding, but I was in bed for all of that time because I was sore. Oh. So there was definitely like a payback onto my body because of that. Um, I, I have a really nice photo, I should send it to you actually, of my mum putting my cream on me, which was really lovely when oh, I had my nice. – um, put my dress on yeah because I mean I didn't want to have to do it so I wouldn't get my dress oily mm. uh so there was that uh there was like even adjustments to what I would be wearing um not huge adjustments but I had to you know I cover up so and it's really hard to find a wedding dress cover up like you can find dresses with long sleeves sometimes mm-hmm. uh you can find dresses um that have you know a cover up just up the top to your neck but it was hard to find um things with sleeves like cardies so I had that made I actually asked um Susan Carland, where I might go for um, Muslim cover-ups if needed. So she That's gave me some advice there. Yeah. Mm, that that was really hard to find. And I also, you know, I get really cold. So I had a, a jacket um, uh, as well, like a, a fur jacket, fake fur. <laughs> um, I, I also, um, what else did I do? Oh, yeah. You know the boning in the dress? Yeah. Because I thought that is going to just hurt all day. And I actually, I bought my dress really far before the wedding, like an, a year and a half before the wedding. And so I'd put on a bit of weight and I had to have it taken out. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to breathe. But um, I got my friend to sew like a, I don't know, like a boob tube thing that went underneath my boobs in between my undies and my bra um, to put on underneath the dress. So yep. the, the boning didn't stick in because that was going to be really annoying. So that was good. That was useful. Um other than that, oh, I mean, oh, yeah. So I had a really amazing bouquet that was made by Nick's Button Buds and that was like um, all these brooches and um, flowers. Oh, it's so cute. Silk. I, yes. Oh, we, yeah. We're going to share photos. I hope you don't mind, okay. Carly. No, that's fine. I'll send them on. We'd but love I, to. I, met, I met that woman who made my thing. I met her last week in the queue. I, went, I met Alanis Morissette last week after her concert, <laughs> which was amazing. And she, and this woman comes up to me going, oh, excuse me, I made your, bro- your brooch bouquet. Oh. <laughs> So that was a small world. Um, yeah, so I had this brooch bouquet, which is really massive. And um, it, fortunately, like the, the um, handle of it was so big that what I did was I bought this little purse, a heart-shaped purse, and I put a tiny little lip balm container of my ointment in there so that when I was not with my bag, I could put it on if I needed it, which That's was nice. really useful. And I put some Panadol in there and eye drops as well. And that was tied to my bouquet. So that's good. So, that I think you were very obviously you thought through all the options, the things that could happen, couldn't happen, whatever. And I think that's obviously a part of bride chilliness is being prepared, but not alarmed, yeah. just being aware. No, I no. Um, you know, and I think in in honesty, that the most I guess inconvenient thing that happened on the day was I got my period, and that's oh. not even to do with my skin. No, <sighs> bloody hell. And you know what? I had two dresses, which is great. 
one for dancing and one for the main day. And I was nearly not going to change, but I really needed to go to the toilet. So the only reason I changed my dress was because I didn't want anyone <laughs> to help me with my with my dress when I went to the toilet. So, yeah, it was fine. Um, Nothing really bad happened. But I was tired. I was really tired at the end of the day. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point to make that uh, it, they're long days. And also I wanted to jump back to your point about being sick before the wedding. And my body, whenever I would do stand-up shows like long-run comedy festival mm. shows or I had a big a play, whatever, my body seems to have this amazing ability just to hold the fuck on and then just yeah. let it go the day after and I get so <laughs> yep. sick. Or if yep. we, you know, it, And I think that's just... It's a clever little thing in our brains and our body to know, all right, what is this? she's got this big important thing. Let's just, <laughs> you know, really work overtime on fighting this thing and then just <laughs> bring you down. So I, I think everyone should be aware that it's a really stressful – it can be – not stressful. I'm not saying it's going to be feral, but your body does hold yep. stress in different ways and mm. sometimes we're not even aware of being stressed when we're stressed. Yeah, uh, I I agree. And, yeah, it, it – it, it, I really did. It's like my body took this big exhale mm. and then go, oh, I can relax. And then I got really sore. Oh, there was something that, that happened on the day that was a bit weird, to, kind of to do with my skin. I wanted extra time to get ready um, because I knew how long, you know, I wanted to have a shower and then like let the redness subside and relax and have a drink. And then, But I asked our Airbnb host if we could extend our booking, mm-hmm. which was um, – uh, inconvenient for them I said oh. you know I'm happy to pay and we did pay and so I was all worried that I was going to leave you know a bit of skin in the in the ho- in the Airbnb room I didn't want to do that and then so my mum was vacuuming and we were 10 minutes after the after the exit and I was standing down there in my wedding dress so that the cleaner knew clearly who I was yeah <laughs> I was the only one in the wedding dress and I got a bad review for being 10 what? minutes late yes what <laughs> I know on your wedding day Yes, out, like so 10 minutes out of the thing. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit shit. And I didn't want to have to, yeah, I didn't want to have to explain to her because I knew if I'd said I'd got a skin condition, she probably would say, mm, is it contagious? Will we let you in? So I didn't. Uh, and then we were 10 minutes late because mum was cleaning up and got a bad review. Well, I'm <laughs> sorry. I apologise for jerks in society because, you know, as we know, there are lots of them. Um, but you are not one of them. Well, so thank, thank you. you. Well, I try my hardest. I mean, I can be an ass, <laughs> but uh, not a jerk. <laughs> um, one thing I thought was very interesting, and I personally hadn't thought of this not being someone who has celiac disease, uh, but mm-hmm. we had Dala and we had uh, Alyssa um, and Jamie all mention their in the importance of with celiac and obviously not being able to um, have anything with gluten. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize that there is gluten in makeup and hair products. Oh, as I never well. knew that. Well, this is, I had to do a bit of a Google, but some, um, so uh, Dala had said that obviously, you know, food options, that's something that people are starting to get used to, but also trying to take it seriously. Mm. They're not just going, yeah, yeah, there's no gluten in it. When people with celiac disease have really bad reactions to, um, can have really bad reactions to it. Uh, Alyssa said that they found a great uh, caterer that really gets it, but also a makeup artist that was knowledgeable enough to research products and use things that didn't have gluten, especially around my mouth. Um, and then also uh-huh. they've been sharing some um, some 
brands that also work with that. So I think it's important as well, as you were sort of saying, finding a hairdresser that uh, could understand um, your your needs, but also not you know freaking out about it and also uh yeah finding products that work with your skin and that's why it's mm. important for people if you think you're going to have a reaction in any way just do the trial pay the 50 bucks or the 100 bucks or whatever and don't have a problem on the day is probably the best uh advice i could give there was yeah someone posted yesterday um and this is this is going to be in the past everyone because we are pre-recording but someone had posted <laughs> a video um, of a news story about a bride who was doing some DIY florals for her wedding, the morning of her wedding. Yes. And she had an awful yeah. reaction to some ivy. Oh, God. And her face was swollen and she was in awful pain, but she still turned up for the wedding because she didn't want to not have the wedding, but then had to go to hospital. And um. I think, I mean, what are the chances? But also... Oh, I don't know how you avoid that, just to get a florist to do it. But also if she was carrying yeah. it, might have reacted. Oh, I feel terrible for her. I know. I saw that. And um, I thought back to our wedding when Pip, Pip Lincoln did our flowers. Oh, Again, did she? wonderful Pip. She oh. did. And I, I just um, said to her, These, this is a colour scheme. Um, I really want some low allergy flowers. She did some research. So um, I wasn't touching any, which mm-hmm. was good. And um, all the ones on our table had, I think maybe they had their stamens removed. I'm not sure. Mm. But no, I didn't get any allergies, but I'm really mindful of that because imagine that, like, you know, that, that probably could happen to me because often when I get given flowers at things, I give them away because I'm just going to get the sneezes. Yeah. I take a photo for Instagram and then I give them to someone. <laughs> and Well, you're passing on the love. I love that, Carly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hayley Casper, Bride Chiller Hayley, uh, I think this is a fantastic post. I'm going to read it out to you. She said... Mm-hmm. Sort of on the same topic, something I really encourage couples to do is learn each other's health histories. I'm a paramedic and there have been countless times where a husband-wife partner does not know the details about their partner's health, which can be very crucial mm. at a uh, important time. I know that people find that to be an uncomfortable topic to talk about, If but if you're nearing marriage fra- phase, it's time. Here are some examples. Yeah. Do they have allergies? Do they take prescription medications? What are the medications for? Do they have conditions or diseases like epilepsy, asthma? Have they had strokes or heart attacks? Have they had major surgeries? What is their blood type? Fuck, I don't know that. Um, I don't even know my own blood type, Carly. Is that bad? Yeah, I don't know either. What's I don't know mine. I don't know how you find <laughs> it out. Let's. I'm going to research that. Are they an organ donor? <laughs> and if something happens to them and they're unable to make decisions for themselves, what will be done? And she's saying life support mm. measures. Obviously... These are big questions, but you shouldn't be getting married, I think, and committing yourself to your partner without knowing this stuff. No, I just realised I don't know some of this stuff, so we'll have to get married again. <laughs> That's a good excuse, Carly. Hi, we're getting a second marriage because I haven't asked if my if my husband's an organ donor. Um, <laughs> oh, we know that, but good. yeah. <laughs> but it is, it, is, it is important, and I know that, as you said, going right back to what we started the conversation of saying, this is not always a comfortable conversation to have and you don't have to broadcast this stuff to the world but also there are people in your lives that should have access to information and also you should know this stuff. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, I had my wisdom teeth out a little bit after the wedding, a couple mm. of months after the wedding, mm. and it was the most hideous experience I've ever had. And um, I think my, my husband, this was the first time he'd re- – I mean, he's been in hospital with me a couple of times, but this is the first time he'd seen me in a huge amount of pain. Mm. And it was, you know, pretty awful for him, I think. And I realised that we probably haven't talked about what we should do if I'm on the floor crying after the dentist yes. pulled out my wisdom teeth, you know. Oh, it's terrible, yeah. and, and and it is, and I think part of our part of being married or being in a long term relationship and love is about seeing the other person and dealing, mm-hmm. you know, in situations that aren't going to be comfortable or happy. And yeah. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but you know, I think no matter like and saying what you said about wedding magazines that everything's like everything's great, and you go, yeah, it is mm-hmm. great, but also there's no doubt things that we're all going to have to go through in our lives with whether it be our personal health, mental health, our family's health mm. that are going to challenge us. And I think if you mm. are prepared for things, it's going to be a lot easier. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, um, I remember when Adam and I started dating and I took him to the hospital and I mean, it wasn't a huge hospital visit. It was just a regular appointment. But, you know, I wanted him to see what happens at the hospital and, you know, to hear some stuff from the doctors. And, yeah, he was all right. Yeah, it's good. And yeah. I, as you said, transparency and just having a conversation about it. And um, there were a lot of bride chillers and groom chillers that are dealing, uh, you know, very using absolute strength to deal with parental sickness and close family Mm. sickness and I think you know I was really sad but uplifted by people sort of saying look we've had diagnoses that have not been positive we're moving the wedding so we want them to be there and I think that's an incredibly challenging experience but also I think it makes you really realize that what is important is having friends and family around you and it really to me I read them and I felt this like pain in my tummy for them but also this incredible mm. pride that they're like fuck this we're getting this done you know yeah and I also really love to hear the the bride chillers um story about her brother with down syndrome yes, and how she was yes. really taking a stand about how he was included in the wedding this so. is with her dad saying oh, I don't want him to be a problem or I'm sorry yeah. I can't remember her name right now but I will um mm. yeah mm. But I, I mean that's a thing it's also as you said um disability it doesn't mean we have to lock people away. No, not we've, at all. You know, really people should be included that. and accommodated and, yeah, and celebrated. Carly, tell me a little bit about your upcoming book. I know it's down the track and I know we've been talking about it uh, online. Tell me a little bit mm-hmm. about what you have been writing about. Sure. So it's a memoir and uh, while it is based on my life story, uh, lots of you know what? It's so weird. Before I had a book deal, people would say, oh, you write on the internet. And they kind of imply that that's not real writing, even oh, though dear. I'd be writing for the media. You know what I mean? Come but on. now I've got a book deal. I've got people saying, oh, you're not even old enough to write a memoir. <laughs> so you just can't win. Oh. Um, so, so bizarre. Uh, yeah, so it's a memoir. and But it's about like some of the stuff we talked about earlier, about how we – how to talk to someone that has a facial difference or a disability. Um, you know, what to say to the the media when they ask you your story because um, the media is pretty shit when it comes to reporting on conditions like mine mm. um, there's also story uh, you know like stories about me being a fangirl um, uh, there's stories about Adam but it's, it's not about and as my publisher said today to me in an email today you know it's not about finding Adam solved everything it was about me being much ha- happier with myself and then I met Adam um, 
yeah, so a lot about that. It's it's about um, some of the wedding stuff, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, about how I needed to write this book because it was something that I needed when I was younger. It's so good, and mm. I, I I'm Thank I'll be you. delighted to read it when it comes out later in the year. Later in the year, yes, um, yeah. It's in August, I think. August, I think. Yes. Oh, we'll get you back um, on. We should talk more when you when it's published. Oh, thank you. I hope so. Uh, they were asking me for some photos for the cover, and I thought I wonder if I could put a wedding photo on the cover. Of course, you <laughs> because, could. You know, that was my favourite dress ever. Uh, but I don't think I could. That's a bit weird. <laughs> Well, you look fabulous. So I say whatever you want to do, it's your book. Carly, I'm so very much looking forward to your book. And I would highly recommend that Bride Chillers uh, check out your blog. It's really, there's a lot of great content there. And I also think if people want to get in touch and have a chat with you as well, are you open to that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure, definitely. And I, um, when this goes out, we'll make a post on there so people know who I am on the Brad Chiller community and then they can get in touch if needed. That would be perfect. It's yeah. carlyfinlay.com.au. I will uh, we'll put all this in the show notes from today's episode as well so you can follow the links. Also, Carly is on yeah. all the social medias and she keeps it very a tight ship. She runs a very tight mm-hmm. social media ship, so you can check out what uh, you're up to. Thank and, you. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I'm, Ooh, I, I really... I also do a podcast. Oh, my gosh, of course you do. Go plug, plug, plug. <laughs> we do a podcast called Refreshments Provided, and we talk about podcasts. We love books and food and films. Fantastic. Yeah, it's That's fun. Great. It is fun. Podcasting's the best. <laughs> Thank you. Um, any final thoughts? Lovely, Carly. Okay, I think that that bride chillers have to tell someone about their needs and their illnesses and disabilities and it will make it really easy for them on the wedding day or maybe a a lot easier for them. Maybe not really easy, but a lot easier. I agree. Transparency, openness, make sure that you've got a plan Mm. and that people that need to understand, understand. Agree. We didn't get married outside because I hate the outside. (laughs) (laughs) Carly hates the outside. You know, and we had a lot of food because I'm hungry. Good. I hate the outside. Unless it's between shops, that's it. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, Carly. It's been such a pleasure and uh, happy days, my friends. The Bride Chiller Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014.